Hi, I would like to thank you for taking time to join the Sean Mike podcast today. We are coming after the Purdue game. There's definitely a lot of a lot of question marks. Been you know a chaotic week for Husker Nation and the week um, you know coming after the game. This game was definitely interesting, mainly for the fact uh, because of all the injuries. Uh, Alonzo Moore, he was out of this game. Obviously, Tommy Armstrong, the QB, was out during this game. Uh, DeMornay Pearson L. went out during this game. Also, uh, Terrell Newby went out during this game. Not to mention on defense, we've had multiple starters on defense. We've had 20 different starters in this game. I know that a lot of times people are looking at the bottom lines, but when you look at this team, there's been quite a bit of adversity that's had to face. And overall, when you look at it, it just has been a year with quite a few injuries and quite a few things that you can't really expect. When Nebraska came out to start the game, it was definitely, I mean, they they looked like they were clicking. Obviously, they didn't have Tommy Armstrong, but the screen game was looking pretty good. They had their run game going a little bit. The drive, unfortunately, though, wasn't able to end in a touchdown. It did wind up being a 41-yard field goal by Brown. And then, Something going back the last couple of games, not sure what exactly it's been, but the Oscars just having a really tough time defending the QB runs. 56-yard touchdown run for the Purdue quarterback that put him up 7-3. You know, obviously we'll get into Riker Fife a little bit and how he looked during this game, but, you know, early on with the way the offense was going, he didn't look bad. He definitely looked like he was able to click into a rhythm a little bit, obviously, you know, he had his struggles during this game, but early on in the game, he did look fine. But it wasn't just, people are going to look at this game and they're going to see the struggles. But overall, I mean, it wasn't all on him. I mean, there was a snap where obviously a new quarterback probably could have been a little bit of confusion. But, you know, the center just snapped it right over his head. And it doesn't matter if Tommy Armstrong's a quarterback at that point. If it's going over his head, you know, that's a turnover. You can't do anything you need other players to step up around the backup QB, whether it's the pros, high school, college, whatever. If the guys around don't make enough plays or make bigger plays than what they normally would, you're just going to have a tougher time being able to compete overall. So, yeah, you know, that snap went over his head. You know, QB, the Purdue QB wound up um, really just throwing up a prayer and they got a touchdown, but, you know, early on in that game, and this is going to be a theme throughout this podcast, you know, seven points off turnovers up to that point. You know, they had a 14-3 lead. And give me just one second. We're going to give you a few more details on this game. You know, overall, after after something like that happens, you're just looking for the team to be able to respond and get a drive going. You know, Stanley Morgan, he was able to get a pretty good kick return after after Purdue was able to get that score, and he actually had an amazing uh, catch and run that he was able to put together for a 20-yard touchdown. But ironically, on that amazing play for the Huskers, uh, that was when Pearsonell actually went out for the game. And obviously, you know, like I said before, injuries, it's a killer for this team. Obviously, people want to... I understand that a lot of people are might be frustrated with where Mike Riley is at up to this point, or maybe they had different expectations for how the year was going to go overall. But it wound up being that you know it's been a definitely a 
you know, insane year when you look at injuries. It's been an insane year when, obviously, you know, I even mentioned in my in my last podcast, you know, I didn't expect to have Purdue beat the Huskers, so that was definitely a shocker. At the same time, you know, Riker Fife, you know, he was a, you know, first time starting QB, and you know, not to take away anything away from the kid, because obviously I'm sure he did the best he could. But, you know, first time starting QB, Purdue might not have been, you know, a very good Big Ten team, but they're still in the Big Ten. So it's not like – Purdue's not going to be up to the snuff as some of the other Big Ten teams, and you just can't make an excuse. But when you have a first time QB, you know, he's having some difficulties out there. That's just going to be a tough situation, to be honest, no matter who you're – who you're trying to play. But, you know, Fife in that game, he did have, you know, obviously I was defending him how the first one was just over his head. That one doesn't really matter. But, you know, I noticed that it seemed one of the toughest things throughout the game is sometimes he was trying to make plays that just weren't there. You hear a lot of coaches say that sometimes you have to you have to know when, the, when to just take a play and realize that you're not going to be able to make that touchdown pass or make that play down the field. Sometimes you have to live to play another down. But, you know, early on in that game, he tried to make a play, and he was scrambling. He was hit as he threw it. That was an interception. And, you know, they wound up getting the Husker ball on the 23-yard line, and just short fields was a consistent theme all throughout this game. And when you're giving a team another a short field, obviously it's going to be that much harder to you know, handle things on the defensive end. And obviously the Huskers did have their, you know, pretty big struggles on defense this game. But, you know, the fumble over his head, that gave him good position. And then this play gives it to him on the Husker 23. And then, you know, a misdirection play gets a touchdown. And, you know, that's already 14 points off turnovers up to that point. And actually, uh, there was another turnover in the game where Five tries to make a play, but he winds up... But, yeah, I mean, he throws another pick, and that puts him at two interceptions. Technically, even though the first one wasn't on him, I believe it would be credited to the QB having the snap over his head and then the two INTs. So that's three turnovers up to that point. And, no, they didn't wind up getting it. I don't believe they got points off that turnover, but they did get points off of the other ones, though. And Purdue was up 21-9 to at the half. Now, one thing that I think was definitely impressive was Jordan Westerkamp was definitely having a big impact out there. I believe they gave a stat to where he caught a ball and... Well, I know he had a consecutive game streak. I can't remember where it left off, but I know that he definitely has had quite a few games where he's had, where he's had at least one catch in every game. So it's just really encouraging to see, even during the tough season that the Huskers are having, he's still able to put together a good effort. You know, Zigbo, he's, you know, a pretty young running back, and we've been looking for things from him. He had a 30-yard catch and run. So that's, you know, definitely what you want to see, you know, starting off the second half, just being able to get that momentum and be able to produce, and hopefully that's just a sign of things to come for this kid. I think he's got he's got talent. It's just getting everything to gel. You know, obviously with uh, Newby going out in the game, Imani Cross definitely had to take on a bigger load. You know, he was able to get a touchdown run in that game, you know, early on in that in the second half. And, you know, despite all the problems and 
you know, the tur- points off turnovers and a backup QB. You know, we had it to where it was 21-15, to 15, and that's early on in the second half. And, you know, they gave an interesting stats, uh, stat during the game. We said uh, four of the Husker losses have come on the final play of the game. With uh, stuff like that, that just makes me wonder. I wonder what the viewpoint of fans would be if those losses did not happen. Obviously, you can't take them back. They did happen. But, you know, when you lose on, you know, obviously a lot of the games are ones we had on hand, in hand. And, you know, if you if you had four more wins, it's going to make it a totally different year than what it has been. Obviously, you can't go and, and change things that have already happened. But when you see just how close they've been on some of these games, it's definitely... Definitely makes you think about it a little bit, and then you also you remember that this is still year one. It is a very popular theme to want to get rid of Riley at this point, but in my opinion, I think that it's just it's too early. And I think if you bail on a coach after one year, then I just think that puts the program, you know, not in a stable position. And a lot of people want to point at where his record is at right now, but when you really look at it, you know, so many injuries first year of a new system it's really hard to just pile on a guy after you know so early if you know if three or four years you know the results aren't there that's one thing but when we're not even through the first year I think that's a little bit premature anyway after that play you know Purdue was able to they were able to get a drive going you know they got 28-16 lead after that and it was a 13 play you know over four minute drive so they were definitely just able to insert their will on this game a little bit and just really have a big impact later on you know Purdue they really start to break it open a little bit more you know they have a TD and and it's over 80 yards you know 83 yard pass and then Purdue's up 35 to 16 at that point and then you know the QB for the Huskers he throws an interception and then and it wasn't a good interception. They just can't word it any other way. Then they get the ball on Nebraska 19. Purdue winds up getting a touchdown pass. That's 21 points off turnovers at that point in the game. And Purdue is leading 42-16. to 16. You know, Lane Hovey, we haven't seen him too much. He was able to, able to get a TD late in that game for 17 yards. That was, you know, just barely into the fourth quarter. And that put it to 42-23. And, you know, then the Huskers were able to get a defensive three and out. So you're wondering, okay, I know it's late in this game and it's tough to see a comeback, but what's going to happen? But we are able to get a big play down to Brandon Riley. And then uh, Janovich actually gets actually gets a touchdown. And, you know, two-point conversion. Purdue's leading 42-31 to at that point. And Purdue um, actually decided to go for it on their next drive on fourth and one, but they wind up actually not being able to hit the pass. And then, so, you know, you're thinking maybe the Huskers have a chance at least to to rally a little bit, but then the QB is not able to hit on a pass. It's behind the receiver, and, yeah, Purdue's able to get the ball on, you know, they're able to take the ball away from Nebraska on that INT. Then they get another... And they get another score. That's 28 points off turnovers at that point, and Purdue's up 49 to 31. And you know Riley is able to get a TD late. That's you know, and I'm not going to take anything away from Brandon Riley. I mean, he's done, he's had his struggles lately, but obviously it's nice to see him get on the board with the with the touchdown. But you know that was kind of a garbage score, and that was 
Purdue's up 49 to 38. You know, Westerkamp's able to score late in that game. It was just um, encouraging to see the fight that he had till the end. He definitely, definitely was able to put it all together and have a really good outing for the Huskers. Overall, when I see this game, you know, it's definitely frustrating because Purdue was a game that I think we definitely all thought it was going to be a very winnable game. Obviously, the biggest X factor to me in that game is, you know, 28 points off turnovers. I mean, obviously, when you look at that stat, if we're able to hang on to the ball and we're able to be a little bit more efficient, I mean, obviously, we're going to wind up beating Purdue in that game. So it is frustrating seeing how that impacts things. But that, I think, is the thing that we need to keep uh, perspective on for this game. I mean... It's it's just tough losing to Purdue. They haven't been a good Big Ten team, and I know that frustrates a lot of people. But at the same time, I mean, when you're starting your backup QB and they score four touchdowns off turnovers, that's just that's going to kill any team. So it's really easy to it's really easy to just see the result of these games and see the losses and just see everything pile up and. People are just mad and they're frustrated and they're used to what they've seen in the past from Husker teams, but I think you really need to take it game by game and you just need to examine what you're seeing out of the team overall for, you know, the game by game basis. I mean, when you look at this game, 28 points off turnovers, when you look at, you know, BYU, you know, a touchdown pass, you know, end of the game to win the game. And the fact of the matter is, and I keep coming back to this, but it's so early on in, you know, what a lot of people would coin the Mike Riley era. And I know a lot of times people want to jump to the worst case scenario. And, you know, I'm not here to tell you that, that Mike Riley is going to do an amazing job. And personally, being from my point of view, I definitely think that there's potential. Uh, I see his QB recruit. I'm drawing a name. I think it's O'Brien, but don't quote me on that. But. You know, it's a four-star QB. He seems really excited to come on board with the Huskers. Obviously, you know, they have Tommy Armstrong still, and Tommy Armstrong still has another year. But I think that this QB could definitely have an impact for the Huskers down the road. Obviously, it's tough to, you know, he's still in high school, and obviously it's tough to project some of those guys. But I think the future is bright. I think we just need to give Mike Riley at the minimum at least three or four more years to bring his guys in. I mean, obviously, when you get a new coach and you have some of the previous players, I know the players are, I think most of the players are trying hard, obviously. You know, I watch the game like you do. I don't I don't necessarily watch, you know, hours of game film after the game, but I see what I'm seeing during the game, and overall, I haven't, I haven't noticed anything glaring. I mean, I've seen a couple things online where when you actually break down every play, how... There could be some effort and more effort on plays than what I'm seeing. But from what I see most of the time as I'm watching the game, I don't notice anything very egregious or anything. I think that's one of those things where if you really want to nitpick on every play, you probably could find about every play and be like, oh, this guy needs to step up. But I don't think that's just for this team. I think that's something in general. But overall, I think that... Yeah, I'm going to give you one one second, and I'm going to give you my breakdown on kind of what's ahead for the Huskers.
you know, Michigan State. That's this Saturday, and they're obviously, if you know, Michigan State undefeated. Uh, forget about the Michigan play. That's 99 times out of 100. If that play happens the way that it always does, they lose to Michigan, and obviously they have one loss. But guess what, you know, it did happen. So they're undefeated. They're in the national playoff discussion. I'm sure if they're able to win games, if they're able to beat Ohio State, if they're able to win the Big Ten title, it's really tough to see them not making the four-team college football playoff. I think for the Huskers, we just need to, you know, I'm not going to say Michigan State needs to be on upset alert or anything, but I think that the talent is there to where if the Huskers can put together a good game, and the biggest thing is if Tommy Armstrong is back, we can definitely be competitive with Michigan State, and definitely when you're able to be competitive with the team, you never know what could happen. But overall, I do want to thank you for taking time out to join the Sean Mike podcast and give me a listen. I would appreciate it if you are able to take a little bit of time just to like the Sean Mike podcast on Facebook. Also, if you get a chance, check out Big Husker Nation. That's on Facebook where I post the podcast first every week. So once again, thank you for joining the Sean Mike Podcast. You have a great day.